oh, as oh, the cow. Oh. What happened? This is what happens all the time. Is Wait, that little Jordan Humphrey. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he he's eighty four. So yeah. did he just catch a touchdown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. <laughs> my name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at ffblitz, and I'm here with my partners. Well, Jeremy's not here tonight. Still, unfortunately, he has his um, life situation that he's handling with right now. But he'll be back soon. But tonight, I have Shane Manila. Actually, um, I want you to refer to me as Little Jordan Humphrey um, <laughs> for the rest of the evening. <laughs> well, it, it, you, people that are, <laughs> they may have been wondering what was happening. Well, well, right as we were getting ready to start, Shane yells out something because, of course, we're recording again on a Thursday night. There's football going on and something happens right <laughs> as we're about to start. But wait, we're also joined by Scott Connors. Yo, I'm here. I'm here. I'm not Jeremy Broins. I'm not mad. I'm not the madman, but uh, glad to be here with you guys. Honored to fill in. It's kind of like a, a what? What's the word? Amalgamation? <laughs> when you put two things together, we're putting Dynasty Trades HQ and Mannequin Chill together with uh, Shane being the, it's not focal point. What is it? The most important member of the world. <laughs> it's like one of those, it's those the bubbles where the denominator. two. It, the two balls cross oh. and Shane's the one in the middle, whatever those go. are called. Yeah, common denominator. I like that. Yeah. The common exactly. denominator. Exactly. Because in case you don't know, if you're listening to this show, this is Dynasty Trade HQ, <laughs> which I which I co-host with uh, Mr. Blitz and Mr. Uh, Mr. Madman. And then, yeah, uh, myself and Charles Chill FFB also do Mannequin Chill um, on the YouTubes on the DLF. We live stream last week. We'll probably do that again because we liked it. But we also do Dynasty Trades in Five with our dude Clay um, on the <laughs> YouTubes as well. Um, so this is literally the fifteenth time I've talked to Scott today. <laughs> do you know? Remember back when we started this? What a couple decades ago? Like yeah. there, there were we, you, we all had just one thing going on. Yeah, and <laughs> and then even if you were going to be a guest on someone's show, you'd be like. Hey uh, guys, I'm gonna guest on some of shows. Is that okay? <laughs> you know, and now you've got like 12 different things going on. Um, Scott, one of the things I do find funny is when we do these shows on Thursday night. Shane already is always all over the place and watching football, doing whatever. But I asked you a question <laughs> as we were getting started, and you said you had 12 million things going on in your head at one time. And when Shane mentioned the little Humphrey, you automatically started watching that. So I don't know if this whole show is going to be like that, where the two of you guys are going to be off doing other things. But we'll try to have some fun here for a little bit. No, I'm I'm relaxed. I'm ready to go. It's just when it's just it. it it takes so long to get up to this point, like Thursday night where like all my lineups are set and all the content for the week is out. Like it's so draining just to get to this moment. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's time to relax a little bit. So yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, we talk about that on the show a lot. We know I, I cut back a lot on my leagues. Jeremy cut back. We tried to get Shane to cut back. He did, but he added a whole bunch of new ones. Uh, how, how many leagues do you do? How, how many are you in right now? Oh, well, I'll just say this. Probably every week I'm setting about 90 lineups. Holy so, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's Look a lot. Shane's but I, again, there is a law of diminishing returns as well. Like once you're at 40, the, the difference between 40 and 43 and 48 and 80, <laughs> it's not that big. Um, especially if you're just setting lineups. I mean, honestly, I can set lineups in five seconds because I've done so much research and content before the lineups need to be set. It's like it's just second nature. So it's really, it's the tweaks. It's the, 
an hour before this guy's going to be limited or this guy's out or this is a surprise inactive. You know, you have to be on your P's and Q's because you have to go back and, you know, tweak 90 lineups potentially. So that's the thing. If there was no, you know, inactives hour and a half before the game interruptions on Sundays, then it would be pretty easy. Yeah. And I guess with 90, it just, the time consuming is just the going into each one and clicking the buttons. Uh, it's too bad there isn't some way to like mass set your lineups on some of these, you know? Well, there is. I mean, there's, uh, I'll shout this out. It's not the greatest. It could be a lot better. I plan to give them this feedback directly, but I do use the Fantasy Pros uh, Pro membership, which basically you can autopilot some of your lineups. So any Dynasty League where I am out of it, which at this point out of 60, 10, I have 10 leagues where I'm out of it entirely, not going to make the playoffs, have no chance. Uh, I just put those on autopilot. It automatically sets the lineup to MFL every day. Oh. Any tweak, any update to their consensus rankings, it automatically sets the lineup. So those just get set. I never have to worry about them. I don't care. I'm just setting a competitive lineup. And but again, that's and that's you can only do that in leagues where you, autopilot doesn't matter to you. Like you're out of it because correct, if, correct. If you you don't want to be doing that in leagues because like you're going to disagree with whatever their ECR is some weeks. Um, when it's delayed too, you'll get messages where it's like, okay, they put this guy in the lineup. He was ruled out two hours ago. And so I'm sitting yeah. here going like, do I have to put that on the list to make sure that it gets changed? Cause their, yeah. their ECR takes a little bit of time to update. It's subject to however many people put the rankings in yeah. before it changes. So it is, it's a little bit flawed, but if I'm out of it, I just throw it in there. That's another less lineup that I have to worry about. And I can't get, you know, dinged for <laughs> setting the lineup with by players or inactive players. So that does help. So, so you don't use my tool, my, my, my favorite website, <laughs> except for the fact that it f***ing logs me out six times a day. Um, <laughs> Dynasty yep. Planet. Uh, yep. We always joke around about how you mention them so much, but they're not sponsors. So they're not sponsors. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, honestly, if I could find a better site, I would, um, it, it, it's just annoying. Like literally every time I go in there, it's like, Hey, I have to log in again. I have to connect to MFL and, and, Oh, you and have to do that again. Every time? Oh, yeah. like, come on. I didn't close the browser or anything. And it's just like, yeah, we think you need to log in again. But once you're logged in, um, you can also check what I like about it is the, and I just learned it a couple of weeks ago is the whole, it's got the IR thing. So, or the injured, if a guy's out, it gives you a warning and then you click on them and it goes, you bless every league. You have them as a starter. Oh, all at once. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you can just click on it and just make the change, which is much better than the methods I was using prior <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw this out there. I think Shane would agree. I think we could probably get a couple other investors. If we can find like a super tool that incorporates everything, including dynasty planet and DLF and fantasy pros. And there's a couple others, the sticky board, shout out yeah. to, Michael Sikas, who created that from DLF, it's okay. Um, but if we could combine like all these tools into like one management tool that included, I don't know, maybe like a mass trade option where I can send this player for a third in like 18 <laughs> leagues at one time. Seriously. No, I mean, I'm, I, not, I'm just laughing at Shane's response to it. I, I agree. No, but he, <laughs> he knows. I mean, I, we've talked about this, yeah. you know, periodically offline. Like what would – us guys that are in 30, 40, 50 leagues, what would we pay for something like this in a given year? And I'm sitting here going like, man, I would, uh, I I'd, would, I'd pay like 10, 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, it's, get, I will get rid of, uh, one of my subscriptions to a fantasy site. And yeah. I won't say which one, um, <laughs> but I would get rid of it if I could just use that tool. I'll be like, that, that's fine. Oh, I can, yeah. I can cut the same guy in 14 different leagues. Um, mm -hmm. right from here. Perfect. Let's do it. You know how annoying it is. 
just to go in and cut uh, Tony Jones in 37 leagues <laughs> when he's inactive again on a Thursday night when Kamara is not even playing. And you're like, oh, now I got to go cut this guy everywhere I picked him up. Yeah, the problem too, the one thing I always had a problem with with MFL is like if there was somebody that I liked and I wanted to, to pick him up and if you want to try to pick him up in like all of your leagues, you have to go into every one of them and you have to yeah. manually do it. They, they There's not even a way, you could click to see how many leagues he's they're in, but then you have to manually go into each one of them and add the player and drop somebody and stuff. Yeah, it would be cool if that was all. But these are all things that we want to happen. And, uh, you know, I wish, I mean, honestly, if I had any computer skills whatsoever, I would create (laughs) this tool and I wouldn't be doing any podcast. That's a lie. (laughs) I would do podcasts because I love podcasting. I I I have, I have money that I will pay towards it, but I have no clue how to do it. So if you're listening to this and you have any clue, like, or any inkling to be a, program creator what whatnot i mean hit me up but yeah i mean there's how many times has there been a guy like signed from a practice squad and you're like oh i want to pick him up but it's two o'clock on thursday and i'm driving and i'm going oh man i want to try to pick that guy up in 15 leagues and you know i can't you know that's yeah. uh, that's just part of it so well yeah i can but i shouldn't but yeah i get your point <laughs> Shane uh, does. I, do, I do but uh red light red light let's go pick up duke johnson off the practice yeah. squad and add him to my roster and I'll throw this out there. I have no money, um, but I'm on a lot of podcasts and uh, I write for a few different fantasy sites and you best believe I'll get you some free promotion. So hook it up. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, Scott, uh, uh, Shane essentially introduced what you two guys do together, but we never really actually introduced you. So why don't you tell everybody for those of For those that are listening, we know our Patreons all know you uh, because you're a big presence in our group me chat and our Patreon. But what about everybody else? So tell everybody where they can find you, who you are, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm just a fantasy player at heart. I mean, listen, I do podcasts, I create content, do a lot of different things, but that's just because at the heart, I'm a dynasty fantasy player. So at Charles Chill, FFB, writer, podcaster, YouTube host for DLF. Dynasty and Chill is my show, which usually takes a hiatus during the season just because there's so much going on. Um, I put it on a hiatus. I do a couple episodes during the season, but it'll come back strong at the end of the year, uh, January from January to September. Usually I do a weekly show. Mannequin Chill, like Shane said. Uh, Also, Dynasty Trades in 5. Shout out to Clay, Dynasty Pandemic. Uh, And then I also do a redraft show because I do a lot of high-stakes redraft. So I do that show during the season called Chasing the Helmet. So just all over the place. Uh, try to not get into too many Twitter arguments just because it never leads to anything good. But yeah, that's cool. What, where does uh, Charles Chill FFB come from? So Charles is my middle name. And in high school, I was always known as pretty chill. So they gave me the name Charles Chill. That's it. I've just kept it for the last 25 years. That's cool. You know, a lot of us in the community, like when we first started, we had these names and we made our names and then going in and out of different companies, they want things changed. And some people go to their real name and some people do think Shane is kept. Shane is the worst, even though we've talked about it for a couple of years about changing it, but he never has. Um, so that that's cool that that was it comes from your high school days. Uh, Shane, we did have a couple pieces of news, but tell everybody who brings the news to them. Um, let's see who's the sponsor. Do, 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 do. What did I? Oh, it's Underdog. It's Underdog Fantasy. Under on UnderdogFantasy.com. You use promo code. I believe it's Trades HQ. Um, <laughs> go sign up. They got a best ball draft for the playoffs. Um, I'm 
I, I just checked in on some of my best ball teams actually that I drafted before the year. I, I finally like I couldn't hold out any longer, and uh, I'm winning some money. Not not enough to retire, unfortunately, but I am winning. Um, so yeah, they got best ball drafts uh, for the playoffs. So that that's pretty dope. And then if you play NBA, um, I think that's basketball. Um, they also do drafts for that. And then every week, you know, there, there's drafts I'm in too. So you go to underdogfantasy.com, you promo code TRADESHQ. Cool. You know, I didn't realize it. We're already, what, week 13? Is that what it is? Yeah. So yeah. we only have, what, two more weeks left in all of our leagues before we start hitting the fantasy playoffs? I don't know. I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. So I know in Kitchen Sink 2, and I know Charles, uh, Charles, I hate when I do that. Scott knows this. <laughs> um Scott's in Kitchen Sink 2 with me. We're in the playoffs. The playoffs started this week. Oh, they already started. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I believe FFPC leagues. When do the playoffs start for those? For redraft, it's now, but for the dynasties, it starts in a couple more weeks. But yeah, I mean, a lot of playoffs are starting week 13, week 14, just depending on how many teams there are. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't even know what HQ1, um, (laughs) where I I hold a slight lead over you right now. Oh, yeah, Um, we're playing each other right now, and the game's going right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a 65% probability chance to win compared. Oh, now it's dropped to 64. <laughs> um, uh, I lost two points somehow. I was just going to say, happened. a few minutes ago, you had 11. <laughs> now you have nine. I lost, I lost two points. Not exactly was sure what happened. So now I'm down to 65% win probability. I don't even know when the playoffs start in HQ1, week 14. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, all these leagues that we have, all the HQ leagues, my home league, everything, we only added one week to the regular season. So in the past, the playoffs always started week 14. Now they're all starting week 15. So, so we, got two games so we have left, got two games left. One. Yeah. Yeah, including right. well, yeah. This is this is part of this week. So, so I think if I win this week, I, I have, uh, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I think it is. <laughs> I think if I win this week, I secure a playoff bid in HQ one. Uh, yeah, you're sitting there at eight and four. You'll be nine and four, and uh, yeah. Oh, I did. You're right. Um, you and I are right there behind each other. Oh, and and uh, um, um, Jeremy's right behind me. So yeah. the three of us are like backed up right there. Yeah, and fun fact about that league, uh, our boy Larry Monkey pointed it out to me. Uh, we all play each other. Um, I play you, and then I play Jeremy in week, uh, the final week before the playoffs. Well, essentially, that's you playing everybody because that well, doesn't mean me. I don't play Jeremy, that's and true. Jeremy doesn't yeah. play me. So, but well, but that he, fits because it's always all yeah. about you. So exactly, that's what I was going to say. I mean. <laughs> So I like how you set that up. It's like you set it up like a division <laughs> battle. We've got an inner div- inner podcast battle going on. So that's pretty awesome. Awesome. And and like we said, Jeremy, unfortunately, can't be with us, but we'll talk about our game. So yeah, you're right. Right now, we're kind of close to each other. We both have a couple guys going. Um, but in the news, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> we made a comment, well, I guess it was a week ago or two weeks ago about AB with his fake uh, COVID card, but... Um, Three guys over there got suspended today, right? Yeah, Mike Davis, who I don't know that who that is. Um, Antonio Brown, which is really the only one that matters for us. And then I don't know who the third guy the is. The third guy, he's a practice squad wide receiver is who he is. For They were all on Tampa Bay. And and even the thing with AB, AB's lawyer came out and said he is vaccinated and everything, but he doesn't feel like fighting this charge, so he accepts the penalty. <laughs> which is... Basically, like he got vaccinated after you guys found out about his fake card. Um, 
So technically, I'm not lying when I say that he's vaccinated. Yeah. It's always great when they say, I didn't do it, but we don't want to fight it. So we'll just sit back and go, okay. So he was probably going to miss at least another week or two anyway, though, right? The way Arians was talking, his ankle was pretty jacked up. Yeah. So if he does come back in three weeks, you're talking week 16, that's that'll be the second week of fantasy playoffs for some of us. Just in time to put a dent into Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronkowski's uh, production. Do you agree with that, Scott? I see you bouncing your head. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that he's going to put a damper into their production. But yeah, I mean, it's usually one of those guys, one of the three, when they're all out there, one of them has a below average game. So it's interesting. He uh, got to do a quick correction on Shane. It's Mike Edwards. My boy, oh. from, my boy from Kentucky. That's all the reason I know that. Is, Mike Edwards, excuse me. Not Kentucky. Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, the, I, I wish it was like Mike that. Davis. Then my Quadriolis <laughs> and shares might be able to be startable. But instead, <laughs> they are all just dead. So, no, I think he comes back. It might have been a good thing. Like Arian said, he was going to be out for probably two more games anyway. So, assuming that he just misses one extra week. I mean, you know, he's basically been gone for the last, what, eight games. So, yeah. I mean... If you have him on your bench in week 16 and you need somebody, then it, you could do worse than a Tom Brady receiver that's been smashing it in the games he's played with Brady. But yeah, it's just uh, definitely hurt his dynasty value. We did a dynasty trades in five, like probably six weeks ago. One of our first episodes was Antonio Brown. And we actually talked like, would you give up a first rounder for Antonio Brown, like a late first? Oh, wow. And and we were like, uh, you know, if he's doing what he's doing yeah. through five weeks, then maybe. And then if you would have done that, you literally haven't gotten a single game from no. him since, I think, since that episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, that shows you how fickle fantasy football is because the dude hurt his ankle, and now he's going to be out for the like the entire regular season, basically, after this suspension. Or, you know, he'll have two games in the playoffs. But I wonder if – so if you're a team like, let's say, our boy Justin, right, or our boy Outhouse, um, and you're running away with a spot, a playoff spot, like th- there's no doubt about it, you're a one or a two seed. Would you try to buy AB right now for that, knowing that, like, look, I'm probably either I'm going to get a week one buy or there's a good chance I'm going to be playing the five seed and I'm going to destroy him or her and then move on and then I can plug AB in. Would why you be would, trying to buy him? Why would you not? I mean, because, okay. w- look, if you look at look at the way a lot of our leagues are, I think it's kind of interesting. It didn't seem like it was this way five years ago or so when we were doing it. But it seems like nowadays, the moment somebody even even has like an inkling that they're out of it, they start having a fire sale and they sell off all their players. And people buy all their play, all these players so quickly. I, I see Scott shaking his head, yes, but we like, like, it's amazing how much people are willing to give up and pay to get somebody that they can put in their lineup right now. So people like what you just mentioned, where they're running away with it, I, I couldn't imagine them not trying to get somebody like that. You know, in HQ1, remember, I, we did a show where you were talking about similar to the topic you wanted to talk about tonight, where you were talking about if you've got some players and somebody throws you a two, you know, go for it because you don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't usually trade players for picks in the offseason, but the week before the season started, I traded AB uh, for a second round pick, remember? And then he had that amazing game. <laughs> Him to start the season at 32 points or whatever. And and then he, he he had like five games really good and then he disappeared. But if he could come back and get the double-digit games like he did every single game he's played this year, 
why wouldn't you try to grab him if you're a contender trying to win? Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people look at moves like that. I don't know if they do, or, to be honest with you. I don't, we're so short sighted sometimes when it comes to like, all right, well, I need to win next week. I need to win in two weeks. Even if you got a monster team, I think you just need to look at that and go, all right, well, what else can I add that's going to be back in like two weeks? Well, like, I'm not trying to brag, but I got a team like that that's, that's absolutely smashing in a league. And I traded for Dontrell Hillard today. He's not going to help me next week because he's on a buy. Right. Um, but so wait, you're saying you wouldn't look three weeks, four weeks oh, ahead? I would, but I'm oh, smarter oh, than oh. most people. <laughs> I was suggesting that they do it well, too. First of all, Scott's been shaking his head yes about this whole thing. Scott, what do you well, think about I said about most that? people. I didn't say all people. <laughs> I know, but Scott, what do well, you I think I was going to throw that? this out to you guys. Who would you rather have right now, rest of season? Let's just assume you think you're going to be in the playoffs. Now, whether you get a buy or not, Julio Jones or Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio, because I've actually seen him produce when he's been on the field. And I'm assuming this 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 ankle's going to get healthy again at some point. And I, I mean, I say that because Julio is going to come back next week, right. at least as far as we know. And they have nothing in Tennessee. So, right. I mean, this could be maybe where Julio comes back and gives you like a two or three week window where, you know, he at least he's going to get targets. Now, does he do anything with them? Does he get re-injured? I mean, that's always a question, but I think the other thing with Antonio Brown is, and Shane and I talked about this on the dynasty trades in five, I'm convinced Antonio Brown's still really good. Yeah. So I'm not just buy, if I can buy him for a second, great. If I get him in week 16 or 17 and I can play him, maybe I need him. Maybe I don't. I'm looking towards like, okay, he probably, he probably re-ups with Tampa for one more year. And yeah, I get him next year and people just, I mean, Michael, you mentioned people trading away things as soon as they're out of there, as soon as they're out of it. Right. This has been one of the, one of the changes because I'm in so many leagues. I know Shane can attest to this too. The difference between dynasty today and the last couple years, even the dynasty trade market is now like a day trading frenzy. And that's what I was. Every week it's, oh, this guy's going to start for one week at running back. He's worth a third and you can buy him. I mean, we've talked about this on mannequin chill. Like, you could go through an entire season if you're in an active enough league where there's always people trading and, you know, oh, they hit on this backup running back. He's going to start for a week or two. Those players are always available every week. If you need a spot starter at tight end, quarterback, running back, and you have enough of these picks laying around. I mean, if you're in a league where it's a 15 week regular season or 14 week regular season and you only start two running backs, that's 28 running backs I have to start across the, the course of the year, right? Mm hmm. 14 weeks, two, two in my lineup every week. I could probably get by with a third of those literally just buying the guy two days before the game for a third round pick. And we've seen these fill in running backs, the Dearness Johnsons, Devontae Bookers like that. They're not going to smash and get you 30, but all they need is 15 touches. They can get you 15 points. And that, that just beats pain, you know, multiple firsts for a guy like I don't know, David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs. It's like half the weeks, they don't even get to double figure points. So, but this is weird. Like there's this day trading idea where if you just kind of get five or six studs, you can almost backfill every other spot in your lineup and people are willing to do it. People are willing to make those deals on the spot. So it's very interesting. It was never like this before. Yeah. And a lot of it seems kind of like more like, um, 
redraft built into Dynasty. You've got some of your core players, but then other ones you're rotating so much based on what you think they're going to do this week, and then you move on from them. You know, Scott, what you just mentioned, in my home league, which is a contract salary league, I had a conversation with somebody today, and running backs history-wise in that league have always gone for like outrageous amount of money. But we talk about it on our show all the time about how third uh, third string, fourth string guys are playing in week 12, week 13, whatever. Right now, all those big names that people did high draft picks on, on running backs wise, they're all sitting on the bench right now. And so in our contract league, they all are $300, $400 guys where we're playing Dearness Johnson and, and guys that we picked up off of waivers for a dollar, you know? So I was explaining to the to to my friend today where I have a bunch of guys on contract next year that are the guys that you can play, but they're all under a hundred bucks. And I'd rather do it that way and spend my money in other places than when Kamara is a free agent in our league next year and he goes for six hundred dollars out of a fifteen hundred dollar uh, salary. And then you know? misses four games in exactly. the middle of the, 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 the most crucial stretch of the season for you. And you're trying to trade him for Elijah Mitchell, which is happening to me right now. I have, a, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows I love Kamara and I have him in like five leagues and I can't play him and I couldn't I play him last him. week and I can't play him this week. Um, one thing I did do was I did gr- grab uh, Chubba Hubbard in a couple leagues, like two weeks ago or so when CMC came back, I got him from some people that were like, Oh, whatever. And cause we talked about it, Shane, we knew, knew he was going to get hurt again and now he's gone again and it, and it's just those kind of guys are guys that people really invested a lot in and you don't really get the production you need no i mean it's the thing is is we're, we're trying to buy we're trying to when we trade for the running backs when we trade them and put all that capital into it what we see is cmc in his healthy year what we see is jt in his healthy year that that's but then we forget like oh wait but what about when CMC can't play a full season? When when Barkley can't play seven games, can't play another three games? Like, and that's I mean, this has been the year of zero running back. Really came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, and I want, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get out on every running back I can. Like, I don't want to spend ever again. The the even I. I just don't, I'll never trade two first round picks for a running back. No, that's never going to happen. Not in this lifetime. You can't. And if you think about it, we're in week 13 right now. You've got Derrick Henry not playing. You've got CMC not playing. You've got Kamara not playing. you got Dalvin Cook not playing. Um, th- there's four of your top running backs that are going into this season already. I mean, Jonathan Taylor seems to be like the only one that, uh, you know, he was high already, but uh, he hasn't you know, fallen off yet. Uh, even Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's not a top five guy in Dynasty at the beginning of the year anyways, but he missed some time too. It's like all these guys do. And then you've got the wide receivers that that people don't invest as much in, but they, they're they getting you the points that you need. So it just seems Well, and you like- got these two durable stud running backs that we all predicted, Melvin Gordon and James Conner, well, are just exactly. going to be smashing every week because those I mean, guys have never had an injury history before. So Yeah, and you've got people, like you said, Dearness Johnson. You, 
there was a there was a few weeks there where there was no Nick Chubb or Hunt, <laughs> and so you had Dearness De- De- Johnson and somebody else. There was another one that week too that you had uh, Demetric Felton. Yeah, yeah, Felton too. Where and, and you've got these. Oh, what about David Johnson? I mean, David Montgomery. David Montgomery missed a whole bunch of weeks, and then you were playing. Uh, what Khalil Herbert. Yeah, Khalil Herbert and stuff like that. So it's just Well, here's the key, here's the key to this strategy. I think this is how you implement it if you just take what we just talked about. Now next year's a new season, right? We right. know next year's going to be a new season. I think the other thing that I'm already working on my plan for the future is what we're talking about right now. It's maybe only been implemented by probably 25% of the people in your league. Next year it's going to be 80% of the people in your league are going to be doing this same thing. Yep. So it's going to be harder to do just because there's more people that are doing it. But I think the key and what we were talking about is you have to be able to look at the bigger picture. When we're in May, April, June, and someone comes to you and you're sitting with, think of a player that may be a guy that has some intrigue, maybe a decent profile. You like having him on your team. Resist using that pick 309 in the draft to pick up that player. When someone offers you a third and a fourth, take the pick because I have a ton of teams that are smashing this year because I had eight third rounders and fourth rounders. I can just throw those around like change during the season. And there's other teams that have no picks. Yep. So I can look, I'm selling in the summer when there's very little information, there's no lineups. Nobody has any clue who's going to be starting, who's going to be getting targets, who's going to be getting carries, none of that. So take the picks then go into the season with a treasure chest of picks. Then you can kind of spot spend them during the year. It's like going on a vacation. You give yourself like a month and you can kind of just spend your money frivolously during the season because you're buying points. But I've always said like the people that are buying players in June because they all, they like their situation and they give up a second in June. And then you get to November and the guys on IR The value, maybe he's still worth a second, but the value of what you can buy in the moment for that second is worth so much more than the risk you took in the summer. So it's a timing thing. It's a timing thing. So you don't want to deplete your picks when you don't have all the information, I guess, is the, the biggest takeaway from this. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've spoke on the show in the past where I always said it was like cyclical. There's there's all these windows of time when you, when you trade for picks, you trade away picks, you trade for players and stuff. And I always believed exactly what you just said. I, I don't trade for those during the year. Like I'm selling all my picks during the year and I'll worry about getting back into the draft in January, February, March and stuff like that. But during the season, you can have all my picks as long as I have players that I can put in my lineup. I think you're right, though, in that a lot of people evolve based on what they're seeing everybody else do. And and then what happens is by next year, when everybody's doing what you're talking about now, then things will start changing again, you know, and and. I think it's funny that we always talk about this running back situation, but I think every single year people just fall right back into it. You, you'll forget. Well, obviously the three of us won't forget. We're talking about it. But the the average player will forget by June and July, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I need Derrick Henry. I need Kamara. Yeah. I need Dalvin Cook. I need all that stuff, you know? And they won't be thinking about those guys. Scott has talked about this and I already know it's true for me. I'm going to end up owning so many of these running backs in leagues because of discounts that we're going to be able to get sure. from them. Well, that's that true I'm too. I'm going to go, all right, well, if you're going to give me David Montgomery for 
two seconds. I have to do that. Like, all right, if you're going to give me Dalvin Cook for a single first, I, I'm forced. I'm duty bound to accept that. I don't have a choice. But wait, do you think, do you think, all right, so you said you two guys have spoke about this on your show. Do you think that it's better to do that now or better to do that in uh, January or better to do that in the summer? Like, is it better to do it now while this is all happening? Is it better to do it right when the season ends? Or is it better to do it in the summer when when it's out of people's minds? Well, the problem with trying to do it now is that uh, any of the... I'm trying to win a title right now, right? Or if I'm out of it, then it's a good time to start collecting a lot of these guys. Um, assuming... See, I, liked it, I like it better in the offseason because everything's at zero. There's no... There's no, all right, well, I'm competing and I'm rebuilding and trying to deal with all the, the not the uncertainty, but all the, the variation of that in the league. Like, I just like when it's on equal footing and people are just dealing with their biases at that point, And that's all I have to contend with. I mean, I made a deal like this the other day, and I think most people would look at it on the surface once they get the context and they would say, that's a really stupid deal for you to make, Scott. <laughs> uh, I am I am eight and four. I clearly have the second best team in the league. I already have a buy locked up. I've had some bad luck. I mean, I have a hundred and twenty-seven to hundred and twenty-seven and eighteen all play record, but somehow I have four losses, which means literally only eighteen teams in the whole league throughout the whole year could have beat me, and I happened to play four of them. So it's Gosh. a it's a really good team. Right. There's a team that's better. That's twelve and zero. That's been my top competition all year. Lost Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. So I'm looking at myself going, I'm probably in the driver's seat. And I sh- I know Shane disagreed with this deal in the chat. But I went to that guy, my biggest competition. It's probably 75% chance we play in the finals. I traded him, David Montgomery, for Derrick Henry in a 23 second. So I essentially handed my competition potentially a 15 plus point per game running back where he didn't have one. He lost his two best players. Right. And people looked at that and go, why are you trading your competition points? And I look at it and I go, my team's really good. Okay. I have probably a 20% margin of error. Even if I have some injuries, I still have a really good chance to win the title. So I'm just betting it's a one or two year window with Henry going to be better than Montgomery going forward. And I get a free second. If I lose the championship, okay, I cost myself the championship. But if I beat this guy, and I took advantage of him and got his second. That's an extra chip that I can use at a later time. But I think most people would disagree. Why are you trading your biggest competition a running back when he's screwed? Yeah. He was screwed. You know, he lost his two best players. Why would you even bother giving him a running back? I think most people would just say, you're on lockdown. I'm not trading with you. You know, I'm the best, second best team. You're the best team. We can't trade. And I don't see it that way. And maybe that's just because I'm in a lot of leagues. But that's the game theory move is, hey, I, I'm already right. stacked. So, like, I'm going to take the free second. Who knows what I can do with that second? There may be a point in the next year where I can make an even more impactful deal with that second, which is why I did the deal. You know, uh, you could essentially do something with that second in the next week or two. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, sure. and that could end up giving you something even better in your starting lineup than that guy. I do see. Well, here's the thing. So you could trade that second right now for Jamal Williams, and Jamal Williams might out end up out producing David Montgomery <laughs> over the rest of the season. But see, the thing is, is I can see your point of view, Scott, what you're saying, and I can also understand what other people think when they disagree. Because in my mind, I always default to I don't want to help somebody else mm. have a better team than me. 
but I could see your reasoning in your mind that you feel that your team is better anyways, and that you're still going to beat the guy. Um, Let's, but, oh, so this just reminds me of that since it, it, this is, I know, <laughs> I know Scott's going to hate this trade that I made. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't matter what I was going to say. Let's go on to the trade you're talking about. So go ahead. Let's trade talk alert. about your trade. <laughs> trade alert. And trades are brought to you and by. Maybe Scott, I'll tell you what I was thinking later, but go ahead. <laughs> Well, this is why I'm paying attention. Um, so <laughs> trades are brought to you by fantasydata.com. Use promo code TradesHQ. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, yeah, I happen to write for them. I, I write their waiver wire article. So it's an awesome site. Uh, okay, so tell us about this trade that you did, Oh, Shane. Scott's going to hate this so much. <laughs> so this is a title contender. It's in a sleeper league. This team – I, I it just to people, I, I don't even know how this team, this team is so deep. It's ridiculous that I can keep trading assets and it never hurts. But uh, I traded Derek Henry and a 2023 first for Austin Eckler. <laughs> Scott, look at man, me. Punch me. Man. Well, listen, listen. I think, I think when you're talking about pivoting to another elite running back, which I think you could justify, I don't think Eckler's in the, you know, difference making top RB one, RB two overall range, but I mean, arguably you could get a guy that could finish as a top three running back next year too. So I understand that point. I think the difference would be the the relative value compared to the guy you're trading away. You know what I mean? You're Montgomery for Henry. I'm pretty certain that if both guys are healthy in this this league that I did it in was a point per carry league too. Oh. So I mean, Henry was just Henry was pounding the league. You know, 28 points per game or whatever. So I'm kind of looking at it going like, if he plays another season, he's probably going to outscore Derek, David Montgomery. I don't know in a PPR league that's necessarily the same. You know what I mean, Shane? Like you yeah. probably end up you might end up with a better player next year. So you basically just paid a you paid a tax. You paid an extra first for what you hope is going to give you a title this year, and then what you hope is going to give you a neutral, you know, neutral value gain the rest of the season or re- next year too. So, I, I mean, I hate the deal just from a process standpoint, but I get it. I mean, again, if you lost Henry or McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, like you have no leverage. You have no leverage at all. So if someone bails you out and gives you like one for one, that, you're bailing them out. Yeah. If you just saw the email, we saw a trade. We saw a guy trade McCaffrey in one of our leagues for Tyreek Hill, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a top team. That's one Shane and I are both going to make the playoffs, and we're going to have to contend with that team. And he literally just got bailed out by getting another top 15 asset for a McCaffrey share that is out for the year. So yeah. to me, that's a gift to that, do something that like that, to bail somebody out like that and not make them pay a tax. That trade was absolutely horrendous. Um, I agree. To take Christian McCaffrey, like I can't, I can't even see your side of that trade. To take an injured running back at the age of twenty six, coming off his second year being injured, for Tyree Kill, who is a terrible human being, as yes. bad as a human being as he is, yes, is is how good of a wide receiver he is in fantasy football. Like the guys, arguably, he's one of those few guys that we could talk about being a, the wide receiver one. You just traded away the wide receiver one for an injured running back at the age of twenty five. Like you don't know anything about fantasy football. Like you don't like that. That feels like to me, someone that says something like, well, you know, he's only 25 about a running back and you go dude, 25 for a running back is 31 for yeah. a wide receiver. Like, what are you talking about? Well, there's two things. One with that trade that you guys are talking about, that just really makes no sense 
other than the fact was one of the two, like the guy who traded away Tyreek Hill for the running back, was he like completely out of it and he didn't care or are the two guys friends or, or you know, I, I, no, I agree. A, it's a horrible trade. It. It's a horrible trade. He's out but, of it. Right. He's out of it, but here's the problem. And I'm going to go on a soapbox for about 30 seconds here. Here's the problem. The guy that had McCaffrey has no leverage. He is drawing dead. 100%. So if I'm, if I'm looking at everyone else in the league, okay, and I lose a big, let's just say a top 50 asset or so, and I lose them for the season, and everyone knows that I was probably going to be starting that player. I'm going with my tail between my legs, and I'm sending out, and Shane and I can do this because we're in a lot of leagues, but I think you can still do it if you're in 10, 15 leagues. I mean, you want to win, right? So I look at it and I go, okay, I have a top 12 receiver, and he's out for the year. I have A.J. Brown, okay? I traded A.J. Brown for D.K. Metcalf basically in a league yesterday. I don't see a huge difference between the two from a tier perspective. And you let me do it without making me pay a tax. I also gave a second and got Madison back. So arguably, I even won that part of the trade too. So that's just telling me the guy that accepted that trade is a little arrogant. He's sitting and looking at A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and going, I know A.J. Brown is better than D.K. Metcalf. And I'm going... Dude, there's too much shit that can happen. I have no clue. It's at best like a 45-55 coin flip that I'm going to get the better player. So to to do a McCaffrey for a Tyreek deal, when you know the other guy is desperate, I mean, I think Shane would have agreed. If he made him throw back like a second, that's a square deal, right? He paid a little bit of a tax. The guy that got McCaffrey feels like, hey, I got a little piece back. You know, I won that trade. But just doing it straight up, that's just that guy saying, I know McCaffrey is better than Tyreek Hill. And yeah. that one for one with no extra pieces on either side, like that's when they're in the same tier, that that's that's like flipping a coin. But, I, I'm never going to put big money on a coin flip. You know what? But the thing is, is we're in a lot of leagues. Like you said, you're in way more leagues than, than me. Shane's in more than me. Um, but that's my choice now. I don't want to be in that many leagues. But there... Everybody is not on the same, I'm not going to say level where we're better than somebody or they're better than us or whatever, but in every one of the leagues that we're in, not all 12, 13, 14 people all listen to podcasts, do websites, do all this kind of stuff. So there is still, Uh, what? (laughs) All right. So I just realized I went in our group meet chat and it's there's a two, there's a second part to that trade. <laughs> oh, there is. Okay, because I did have a point, which I know you keep d- d- I'm sorry, deflecting I'm sorry, yeah. my points, but sorry. no. But say what the second part of it is, though, before I finish what I'm saying. Oh, I just saw it. Okay. Okay, so it's Tyree Kill. Okay, so I still don't like this. It's Tyree Kill and Amari Cooper for McCaffrey and Metcalf. Cooper is playing tonight, so the second part of the trade will be done for two. But Cooper's not playing tonight, isn't he out? No, no, well, but he's in the. Uh, he's yeah, playing, but he, fine. he's Anything playing, but he's like. locked. So they had to, they basically yeah. had to do a two for two, but they can't do the other side till uh, next week. So that's I, why I, you guys I can, didn't I can see respect it. that a little bit more now. The fact okay. that he got Metcalf yeah. of her Cooper, I can respect that. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then now, now I feel better about that trade. Okay. But then back to what I was saying Sorry. is that there's a lot of people in these leagues that are, whether they're a casual fan or they're a fan of specific teams, fan of players, fan of just being in fantasy leagues. Uh, a listener to a podcast, just happy to be in a league, whatever. There's a lot of different things going on with a lot of people's trades. So somebody like Shane, we've talked about this for years. Shane will do like, 
a, a mass trade offer of somebody. If he wants to get rid of somebody, he'll send the every single team in the league that player to try to get them. Um, or he'll try to get a player from everybody in all those different leagues. So maybe in this sense, even though you've already said that there was another part to it, Maybe the gentleman sent out the trade to every single person and one of the people bit. You know, the other 11 guys would have said, no, screw you. But you get the one guy that bites and then you get it. So a lot of times it's not the same as the way we look at things. You know, they're just doing it to do it. So you could take advantage. I don't want to say take advantage because it's not a bad thing, but it's just that's the way some people do it. The good thing about Shane, though, you mentioned something at the beginning, Scott. I don't know if we were pre-show or if we were in the show talking about it, but you were talking about doing a trade with Shane and knowing Shane and all this kind of stuff. Oh, because the two of you guys did a trade, which we should talk about that next. But Shane and I did a trade once I saw Shane try to trade this player to every single person in the league. Every single person turned him down. And I knew that he wanted to move him. So I don't remember what the pieces are. I see Shane's face. But I sent him an offer and he accepted it and and we did it. And the only reason I sent him even the offer was because I knew that every other person in the league turned him down. So there's a lot of different ways that things can happen in Jane's face. And it's not always the way we look at it. But but look, let's go back because we've already been talking for quite a while here and we never got around to talking about your two guys' trade. So do you guys want to talk about your guys' trade now? Or do you want to talk about that with the Patreons? Or how do you want to do this? Oh, let's go to a Patreon episode now. We got some trade talking. Yeah, Scott, you want to do that? Because, you know, listen, everybody in our Patreon, everybody knows you in the group chat. You are very vocal and you're a big part of our Patreon. And they're all familiar with the way you play, what you believe, what you think. So I think it will be interesting to our Patreons to hear what the two of you guys did. So why don't we do that? Why don't we move that over to there? Shane, is there any other trades or anything you want to talk about real quick before we move over to the Patreon chat? I traded for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> All right. Why don't you say that one and then we'll wrap up the show. So what did I you do? Jalen Hurts, what is currently the 108 and the 116 for Lamar Jackson and what is currently the 216. And I feel ecstatic about it. <laughs> As you probably should. Scott, do you agree with that? Should he be ecstatic about it? I think anytime you can get a, I mean, a top four quarterback, and I love Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think he's, uh, he's got like, he's the one player that any given week, any given year can still break fantasy. I mean, as long as you still have this prime window where he can be a thousand yard rusher. And now that his passing efficiency is starting to get elevated from a volume standpoint, I mean, there, there's not really too much you can pay for, you know, one of the top three or four quarterbacks. So I, I, I'm with it. Yeah. All, all of them are for me. I, I just wanted to put this out there. I did a, a DLF Superflex mock draft uh, today that I'm in, and I had the 101. And uh, I went, well, I could go Mahomes. And I went, uh, it's not what I believe. I actually believe it's Lamar. Um, so for whatever that's worth, Lamar is my 101. No, I think that's a great idea. I think it's funny, too. We talk about it all the time, uh, Scott, when he trades away all these picks. It's interesting. You gave away two first picks with Hertz, and you got a second. 
Do you have a whole mess of other picks too? Because a lot of times no. when you give away two, you usually have a couple other things stashed away. So no, you don't no. have anything else. I got no. some fours, some fives, and I tried to trade uh, the seconds tonight for, uh, well, Alexander Madison and uh, Damian Harris for Andre Stevenson, and I was turned down. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do a combo thing. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, before we get over to the Patreons, why don't you tell everybody about our Patreon? Patreon, um, Dynasty Trades HQ on the Patreon website. Go join. Great group me chat. Uncensored version of this podcast, which is apparently very different than this version <laughs> of the podcast that you poor people are listening to. Um, uh, bonus podcasts every week. Uh, written content every week. Um, yeah, about to cover is it. Yep, yep. It's It's just like this, except a lot better. Yeah. And, and, you know, Scott, I've mentioned it quite a few times tonight about your presence in our Patreon, and we really appreciate all of that. It's, it's really great. So why don't you tell everybody about where you are and you guys have a Patreon for Manic and Chill, don't you? No, no, no. He has Dynasty and Chili is an excellent patron that I'm a member of. Oh, I thought the two of you had a patron also. No, I mean, well, here's the thing. So we have a lot of cross cross usage, cross members, uh -huh. whatever. So it'd be kind of silly because then it would just be the same guys for do you know what I mean? No, I think that's great. No, I, yeah. I, I just always thought you did. I didn't realize that. So then go ahead, Scott, tell everybody about your Patreon. No, that's kind of brainstorming a little bit of an idea. We could do a mannequin chill Patreon and say that if you're either in HQ or Dynasty and Chill, that you're not allowed to join. I wonder how many <laughs> unique people we would actually get to sign up. Because, yeah, I mean, there's between the HQ Patreon and the Dynasty and Chill Patreon, it's probably half the people are in both. Yeah. Uh, or at least, you know, 40, 50% of the people are in both. And we, you know, we know a lot of those people. They've been guests on the shows. They've come on, participated in the, the leagues with the, you know, the Patreon leagues and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff. You know, a lot of times some of the stuff that comes up in one just literally gets spam posted in the other one. And then the, the discussions go, you know, one way or the other. So, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, it's Dynasty and Chill, uh, doc, Dynasty and Chill on Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash Dynasty and Chill. Uh, and then all the stuff I mentioned before, you know, you, I don't expect people to follow every single thing that I put out, every show that I do. I mean... I can't do that, even though I consume a lot of content. It's really hard to keep up. And yeah. a lot of it's repetitive. I mean, if you listen to Shane and I literally every single day, you'd probably be like, dude, they've talked about this <laughs> six times in the last two weeks. <laughs> um, but that's just because we don't know who's listening, you know, between here and DLF and the other places that we do stuff. Like, you kind of just got to talk with what's on your mind. So I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome. Yes. No, I think it was great having you on tonight. You know, we missed Jeremy, and Jeremy will be back eventually, but. If he's still not around, I mean, definitely come back again. I, I enjoyed talking to you tonight. And um, check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Uh, Shane and I were talking about YouTube going into this episode, and we're going to have to figure that out too so people can check out YouTube. But uh, we'll have that up and running soon. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Say goodbye, Shane, instead. Say goodbye, Scott. Whatever. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Scott. And we're going to go do a Patreon, so see you later. Bye. <laughs>